intellectual, the cunning, and the quintessential stud muffin. Joel, the moment I found out your mom plays with toys, I became her favorite action figure. She stopped playing with all the other boys. And as she gets ready to squirt and to blast, she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill. As she listens to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast with my dudes, Will the Thrill and Joe Static. And now, Will the Thrill and Joe Static and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. As you heard from the great Joel Gertner, I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your co-host, Joe Static. Joe, we're back again this week, and we got a really, really exciting episode. I don't know, man. I I left off with such a high from that main event last week, that Survivor Series, traditional Survivor Series match. I was super pumped up, man. I watched that back, and I was just going crazy afterwards. <laughs> Dude, the episode was stacked, man. We have a stacked episode today. But last week's, it was it was pretty damn pumping. It was, man. And I enjoyed it. I had a blast. I think our listeners had a blast because we've had the most views in a week pretty much ever. Since one of our earlier episodes, that episode garnered a lot of listens, a lot of views, a lot of downloads. So if you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener and you haven't checked that episode out, it's episode 20, pandemonium from start to finish. Woo! And man, I... I'm telling you, turn on the WWE Network. We're going to do a watch along today, but it was really freaking pumping last week. That whole 1990 Survivor Series, man, that was a stacked card. I didn't even realize Undertaker's first appearance. You got matches upon matches that are freaking pumping. I mean, Joe, it's amazing. Yeah, those cards are always stacked. I feel like 89, 90, 91, 92... You go through the Survivor Series pay-per-views, some first-timers on those cards. It's always a fun time. Looking back on it, too, as a kid, it was definitely a lot of fun seeing all those guys, the random pairings, and just guys you know, going balls to the wall. Yeah. Some of the greatest wrestlers of all time are paired together. It's definitely really, really up our alley with the nostalgia button. Yeah, love it. So we'll get into that a little bit later on this week's edition of the podcast. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you listen, please write a review. And Joe, we did get two new reviews, which is phenomenal. Oh, man. I have to post them. I've been lazy as a shit posting the, the reviews. I'll post them prior to the podcast dropping, but people are listening, man. I didn't see you post a damn thing about it, actually, but that's okay, I guess. I know, I know. People are going to start uh, being like, oh, well, you know, you t- you promised me that if I wrote a review, you're going to post it, and you didn't post it. I, You know, I'm going to get that shit soon on the Instagram, you know, but no, we will post them. I will post them as well prior to this podcast dropping. So thank you so much for writing a review to the new listeners. And 
please write a review. We need more reviews, whether it be on iTunes. I can only make up so many fake accounts for these reviews, guys, and I'm actually running out of emails. So if you guys could actually write a review instead of me, that would be very good. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Joe's family is really stretched too. They go above and beyond hitting the download <laughs> button. He's got cousins in the Philippines. He, I got people in Italy. They're, they're trying to get us up there, man. You know, <laughs> There's only so many laptops I can buy. So many used tablets. I mean, it's getting kind of old over here. I I know, Joe, it is good and fun, but thanks for the small amount of you that do listen and really appreciate and care about our podcast because it really means a lot to us. And that's why we want to give back and we will give back. We will be posting those reviews on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. Again, that's at SQD Circle AFP. I post some really crazy photos, as we'll get into in a few minutes. I've been doing a little more fig hunting, not been finding much, but we'll get into that as well. But the Instagram and the Twitter are fun. That's what they're meant to be. Fun, exciting. We want you to follow, continue to follow, because even if you don't see something you like, there's always going to be probably five to ten things that you are going to like after that, and then you're going to miss out. Yeah. Right, Joe? Yeah, you are. Thanks for all the support. And coming soon, we will be launching our YouTube live streams. And to start it all off, we will be launching the first YouTube live stream, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast Ultimate Wrestling Figures of 2020. Yeah. I'm tossing some ideas around as we speak. What a rush. You know what I was thinking, um, Will? I was going to surprise uh, the family for Thanksgiving. I know we talked about it last week. I have a clipper. It's on zero. And I'm just going to shave down the middle like Hawk for Thanksgiving dinner. Show up to the, <laughs> show up to the dinner table a little crazy, a little amped up. You know, like we keep it on the show a little amped. Show up like Hawk. Show up drunk. And I'm going to crash crash my car into the front of the house. Oh, God, Joe. Jesus Christ. I mean, it, it's got to be better for you than that. Come on now. <laughs> I got to make it authentic, man. We talked about that, too. You know, how would a hawk show up to Thanksgiving dinner? And I'm going to try to nail it as best as I can. The funniest thing about it is I think you're going to go with the dual mohawk. Or you're going to go with the shave down the middle, dual mohawk, right? On both sides. Yeah. Now, I've been watching the Expanse on TV, on on Amazon or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell it is. I'm watching this show that's awesome. And they have like real mohawks like, and they shave down the sides of their head. And I'm thinking about doing it. Dude, you shave right down the middle. I shave on the sides. Oh, baby. It's going to be like the Road Warriors up in here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Dude, uh, going back to when I used to play music, we played Bamboozle. I think this was 2011. I had a red mohawk for some odd reason. (laughs) Actually, kind of crazy looking back at it. I I got a lot of compliments, man. A lot of people said that was the best haircut I've ever had, which looking back at the pics, it definitely had some style, dude. So I've done the mohawk before, man. It was kind of crazy. It was bright red. I think it looked best when the red faded out a little bit. 
Yeah, you get the kind of little little color contrast, you know? Well, I'm not going to do any dyes, but I'm, I'm seriously thinking about I'm th- thinking about shaving the sides off and going from there. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe for the live stream, we'll have haircuts and beards and everything going. But the live stream, let's get back to the live stream. How can you all view the live stream? Well, you got to go over to our YouTube channel. And if you go over to our YouTube channel over at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, you can find that link on Instagram at SQD Circle AFP. Go right to the bio, click on it. It'll take you right to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button over on YouTube. And that subscribe button will notify you when we go live on the live stream, which will be on December 13th, Sunday, December 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I think. That's going to be super exciting. We're going to actually review our ultimate wrestling figures of 2020. It's basically a top list of what we think the best wrestling figures of 2020 were. We're going to be on there together, which is going to be fantastic. We're going to have all these figures in front of us. We're going to maybe open some, maybe not open some, but it's just going to be a fun event. And we're going to be doing a ton of giveaways. So some of the giveaways will be wrestling figure related. Some of the giveaways will be maybe a couple shirts of ours or something like that. There'll be a ton of giveaways. We'll do trivia. So kind of like we'll throw out a question. If you guys are in the chat, whoever answers first in the chat wins the giveaway. Bam, wham. Thank you, ma'am. And we'll go from there. But it's just going to be a really fun event. So you can't miss it, guys. Again, Sunday, December 13th, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast YouTube channel. I was going to leave it for a surprise, but I might have ordered a flamethrower. So just throwing that out there just to let you know. Heads up. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm ordering some lighting and it'll be freaking hot. We're going to be sweating, whether it be from a flamethrower or my lights, because our <laughs> lights are going to make us look pretty. We're going to be looking pretty. We're going to be looking cozy. And if you saw my picture this week with the Chris Jericho figure, oh, shit. you may get a little bit more of that coming up on a YouTube live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I told everybody, some people were very offended by this photo. And I said, well, at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, we really like to play with our toys. <laughs> As the great Joel Gertner would say. Exactly. Exactly. So there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they're meant for. They're meant to be played with. So anyway, Joe, super psyched for the live stream. But let's get into it, baby. Let's get into this episode. How are you doing this week, man? What's going on? I'm doing good, man. You know, trying to stay level-headed throughout the week, not trying to fight anybody, you know me, and uh, so far, so good, and that's pretty much it, man. I'm looking at Io Shirai right now. She's the newest addition in front of my podcast desk. Io, Amazon actually sent it in a baggie. The box is perfect, and it's kind of random. I never got a figure sealed in a baggie before from Amazon, but I don't know if I just jinxed it by saying that. I don't know, but... I know you sent me that pic and I thought it was weird too. Amazon's been trying. So let's give credit where credit is due. I don't want to jinx anything anyway. This box is mint, man. It's nice. I know. I've been getting some figs from them as well. They've been packing them pretty well. Knock on this uh, wood below me that they continue to keep up the good work. I, that's all I can say. I've been getting into boxes, figures in boxes with bubble packs and stuff like that. Air packs. Fantastic. Keep it up, guys. That's what we want to see as collectors. That EO's great. What a match. 
NXT this week with Rhea Ripley. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, that was some that was a match for the ages. Yeah, I, I feel like each one of her matches, it's just better than the last. I mean, she's really carrying that title, man. And it's great to see the belt around her waist. I think she's a great champ. She is a great champ. And I think it's perfect that she's in NXT. I hope she stays in NXT. I think the rumors flying around is that Rhea is is due for a call-up. By call-up, do you mean burial? Yeah, right. We can only hope that it won't result in that. But nonetheless, we're not going to talk about professional wrestling unless it's related to wrestling figures right now. So that's good, man. You got the yo. Well, you know what I got in front of me right now? Le Champion, baby! The Demo God, baby! The Ayatollah of Rock and Roll? The Ayatollah of Rock and Roll, the Lionheart, the man of one thousand and one holds, one thousand and one holds, Chris Jericho, the AW one of a thousand Chase Edition, Chris Jericho is finally home and in my possession. And no, as everybody was saying, oh, my God, I can't believe you found it. I did not find it. These things were, uh, I don't even know. I don't know. They were all in North Carolina and South Carolina. Some popped up in Texas now, and they're all over the map. But I did have a buddy, North Carolina. This gentleman is at Raptor Duck Brew on Instagram, at Raptor Duck Brew on Instagram, slid into the DMs, and he was like, Man, I got two of these, and he's a wrestling figure collector, but no value for him whatsoever. He's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, what do you want to do? Did he say voodoo? He said voodoo, and I said, you know I do voodoo. (laughs) We actually came to a great deal, and I got it for a very fair price. I still think, even at the price I got it for, it's extremely overvalued. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, you better you better be careful saying that with the uh, experts. That, uh, oh, you please. know what I mean? You got to be careful. Yeah, what experts? Nobody's a fucking expert. Anyway, it's overvalued. It should be no more than $100. It's a one of a thousand. That's why Ringside sold it for $100. Somebody just shut the show off with you saying that shit. Oh, of course they did, because they think that this thing is like $500. But anyway, it's funny. I had a conversation today and someone was like, plus or minus 500. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, excuse me, plus or minus 500. I mean, that wouldn't even be my benchmark. My benchmark would be 300 at this that's point. That's the fucking problem, Will. People that say that shit, other people see that shit. The fake sold listings. This is all the issue. Oh my God. The fake sold listings, Joe. I mean, it, it continues. Now it's the Cody. The Cody, I could understand a little more. Than the Jericho. Yeah, no, of course. A one of 500, I think it garners a little bit more. It's Cody Rose. It's not Giant Gonzalez, okay? You have the Giant Gonzalez real fur variant from the Jacks Classic Superstars line, WWE Classic Superstars line. That's a one of 500 piece. You can buy that right now between one and $200. Great piece. I have it. Fantastic. Needed it. I got one back in the day for 30 bucks. I love those Jacks Giant Gonzalez figures, man. I got the two pack with. Harvey right in front of me. I know you do. I know you got it at the ToyCon when we were there together, and it's a great figure. And that two-pack is sold after two, and that Giant Gonzalez figure is one of the best classic superstars figures ever created. I mean, it's fantastic. It scales pretty much perfectly 
with your six inch line right now. Anyway, moving back to that, just the value of the Giant Gonzalez figure alone as a one of 500, it tells you something. What other ones were one of 500s? I believe the, uh, which I just watched, which is crazy, the blindfold match between Jake and Model. Oh man, that's a great two pack. I think it's a one of 500 as well. That also goes for about two to $300, but you get two figures. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at it, you take them apart, it's 150 bucks a piece. So again, this figure should not be valued anywhere above $300, my friends. I'm sorry. The precedent has been set. I don't care who the fuck you are. It's a thousand <laughs> pieces. It's data. That's it. That's all it is. It's numbers and data. And the fake listings don't help this. And that's the problem. The people just don't understand how to actually decipher whether they're fake or not. I just saw Cody sell you literally yesterday sold for $888 relisted. Oh my God. Nobody's buying them. Nobody is buying them for $880. That's why they keep getting relisted. You know, what's was a shitty one of 500s Jack's classic that superstar Billy Graham, that plain ass superstar. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I believe I do. Yeah, that one was trash, man. But the Giant Gonzalez, just going off topic here, was 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 pretty sick. I like that one. Yeah, it's weird because there's not a lot of one of five hundreds or one of a thousands out there. A lot of ruthless aggressions, but even they were like one of three thousand, right? Yeah, there's a couple one of five hundreds, uh, but nobody really cares about those. Yeah, so it's really weird how they chose like a thousand and five hundred. Like it used to be like three thousand was the benchmark basically for these chases. But I digress again. Getting back to things, look, I got a Fairdale. The guy's awesome. I don't know if he's gonna still have an extra one, but check him out on Instagram. And I'm happy. It's in my possession. It's great. The box is pretty great too. From you know, from what you could possibly get out there. I mean, I'm not, I can't ask for anything else. I love it. I'm happy. It looks great, man. Congratulations adding that to your collection. Yeah. We were talking about this before. Like you don't give a shit about it, you know, and that's cool. I mean, you don't have to because. Yeah. I don't know why. I just don't. The Cody too. I just don't. I understand the idea. I just don't care about either of those chase versions. One of 500, one of a thousand. Yeah. It would be cool to have the, uh, Chris Jericho. But I'm, I just don't, you know, the bubbly, the first release, I'm, I'm good with those, man. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I get you. I get you. And look, I was not even going to go for this one. But when I saw the potential other one of the thousands that are going to be released next, I was just like, I don't know. I was just I was just like, eh, you know, you know it what I'm saying? Like a great deal. So the way you ironed it, uh, deal out it sounded awesome. I would have. Uh, yeah. Great deal. Really? You can't beat it. So, I mean, I, I had to jump on it. Yeah, like I said, I mean, dude, the figure's not special at all. I mean, he comes with a fucking shirt and a goddamn title that you got with the bubbly figure. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, come on, let's be in a sticker. <laughs> I mean, Can you crack that Jericho open, put a Jax Jericho in there? Nah, actually, that wouldn't make any sense. That wouldn't matter. Never mind. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read something to you and try not to laugh. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jax... Classic Superstars, Ultimate Warrior, one of 100, $5,500. Is it graded? No. There's no case on it. <laughs> what? Are people fucking, are they fucking delusional? <laughs> uh, I just had to let you know that because I know you enjoy those. 
Dude, I got mine for fucking, I don't even remember. I think it was like 600 bucks. $5,500 or best offer. That's fucking stupid. If you're a fucking idiot, I bought my one of 100 less than a year ago for fucking $600. All right. And that's another fucking thing. These fucking people aren't buying Cody Rose one of 500s for fucking $800. I just bought a fucking one of 100 Ultimate Warrior for fucking $600. (laughs) Are you fucking insane, you fucking idiots? I'm tired of the nonsense. I'm tired of all these fucktoids in the fucking community. These fucking people should fucking die. Get the fuck out. We don't want you here. All right? Fuck this whole fucking bullshit of fucking podcasts in the community, in the community, in the community. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm getting crazy and the fucking show hasn't even started. Dude, it- I'm tired of them all. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Dude, it's, I don't even know if insanity is the right word to use here. But it's like, guys, come on. I fucking hate the Jax Warriors as it is. I've always hated them. I hate the way they look. $5,000. Are you fucking stupid? I can't even sell the fucking sealed Ghostbusters firehouse I have. Sealed mint in the box for $5,000. I could maybe sell it for $1,500. And you want to sell that for $5,000? Come on now. Uneducated fucking people that don't know their fucking ass from their elbow. They go on this fucking eBay. They think the fucking eBay is the Bible. I'm tired of it. I'm fucking going crazy, Joe. I'm fucking, go- I'm fucking so hot right now. They're like, go by the sold listings. I'm like, the sold listings that you did yourself and you didn't sell anything? Those sold listings you're talking about? They're like, hey, that's sold for $800. I'm like, nothing sold. That was you. You did that shit. Oh, my God. I'm done. I'm done. Dude, I got a couple figures the other day. You know, I'm not going to say anybody's names or anything like that. I'm not going to say the group name. I'm not going to shout any of that shit out. I don't want to give uh, you know give away too much info or make the person selling it sound silly. But I got a bunch of random figures for like thirty bucks the other day. Sealed, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon, Van Dam. I mean, the lines are a little obscure from Jacks. I got that two pack with Warrior and Sting, the basic two pack. It's a cool two pack. It's running a little high, dude. I got that off for thirty dollars shipped. I got a yeah. card of Tommy Dreamer for five fucking bucks. ECW. I I know. I I Joe. I'm so I'm right now, Joe. I'm so fucking hot right now. <laughs> Dude, I've always wanted that Zack Ryder Deluxe Aggression for some reason. I got it, I got it cheap. It's not even on eBay. You can't find it anywhere. If you do, it's like fucking so expensive. It's a cool deluxe classic. I like, I don't know why I like that figure, but I found it. I look around. People selling wrestling figures aren't that fucking crazy half, some of the times. You know what I mean? 30 bucks? Five figures? Come on. You just got to look around, man, you know? I got. I, I think yeah, I got well, lucky with that deal, but I think the guy honestly needed money. That's a whole other story. But dude, great deal. Yo, I I agree. I think it's a fantastic deal. You got some great figures there. Shit, man. I you go. I'm just. I'm t- Joe. Look, we're gonna have to dial back in here. I didn't want to tell you. I hit buy it now just now. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything to you. I, I I put it on a credit card. Five thousand five hundred dollars. I didn't even do the bet. <laughs> I didn't even do the best offer, man. I just was like, you know what? Maybe it, maybe it is worth that. Yeah, fuck this. I just want the person's address when he sends the package. We're going to start buying this shit and not paying for it. Fuck these. That's probably people. what I'm going to do. I'll get a striker against my account. I don't care. No, I, I let's buy it. And it might be worth it to get the person's address and then meet them in person for the, for the, for the YouTube. Joe, I'm done. I'm done. 
we got to move on. We got to go. I'm sorry, guys. I get like that's probably the most heated I ever got on here because this just makes my skin peel and my blood is boiling. <laughs> like if you're fucking listening to this podcast, I don't care if you got fucking I don't think you give a shit if you're a millionaire, man. You got a fucking trust fund from daddy. I don't care if you got dirt, nothing and you're scrounging by. I don't care if you're in the middle. And sometimes you want to splurge and sometimes you don't. Don't fucking buy this shit. Get smart. Do the work. Educate yourself. We're trying to educate you here. Okay. We're being the counter to all this fucking bullshit that's spewed throughout this goddamn fucking community, you want to call it. It's a bunch of fucking bullshit. I'm done. Let's move on to better things because we have more great wrestling figures coming to us. Very excited about this ringside exclusive that was literally dropped out of nowhere. I was thinking about this today while I was driving in my car. I want to get your thoughts on it, Joe. This AW Unrivaled Collection exclusive, ringside collectibles exclusive, the blood and guts, Cody and Dustin. What the hell happened with this? Like literally they drop it and then they have it in stock and now it's being shipped. And I'm going to hopefully get it by Saturday, the day this podcast drops. So man, that's crazy yeah same here i uh it popped up pretty damn quick i'm glad i jumped on it i sent it to you because now it's uh it's back ordered of course and i got my shipping email last night which i'm happy about so it'll be shipping out yeah i'll probably get it tomorrow or saturday when this when this pod drops which i'm excited about i like the two-pack i like that we get another cody a dustin together the brothers blood brothers of course from that match which i personally think Dustin bled a little fucking too much. I'm like, all right, uh, this is a little, a little overboard, but whatever. That's my personal opinion. Getting back to the two-pack, dude, it's great. I mean, in a PG era of wrestling figures for so long, where anytime you mention blood on a wrestling figure, people freak out. You know, They get their panties in a bunch. Everybody likes rainbows and butterflies nowadays. To get AEW going back, Giving us a two-pack, blood and guts. I'm like, wow, finally we get a wrestling wrestling figures with blood on it again. Because I never thought this would happen again, to be honest. I mean, good thing it's a ringside exclusive. And Will, it honestly makes me think back to that Terry Funk exclusive figure with the blood, which is a great, great figure. But like I said, people don't want the blood, the guts on the figures. You know, I'm not saying overdo it. But I think it should still be tossed in every now and then, which AEW is doing here or Jazzwares make it cool. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, we live in this PG bullshit era. We're going to be this podcast. We're going to be the blood and guts podcast, right? So the last time I remember something executed like this was going back to actually TNA when they did the Hogan and Sting two pack where Hogan was bleeding, you know, and Hogan didn't bleed a lot. And that was a great two pack. Hogan didn't bleed a lot. It's funny that we're mentioning this now because I'm really watching a lot of 90 and 91, 92, and you go and you look at that slaughter match with Hogan and he bleeds, you know, during that match, which is pretty incredible. Pretty, pretty bad too, man. He is busted open in that match. Let's move on. We're not a pro wrestling figure podcast here. This two pack is everything I ever wanted in a fucking two pack ever. I absolutely love the Dustin head sculpt. It looks amazing. The Cody head scope looks amazing. 
I don't know. I just don't know what else to say other than like everything looks amazing about this two pack. I can't wait to see the back of the box. We don't even have images of that yet, which, you know, I'm pretty sure it'll be freaking awesome. Yeah, they just nailed this. I love that even Cody has the handprint of the blood on his chest. Dude, I'm just what a great repack. You look at this two pack. And it's basically a repack, right? You got the Series 2 Dustin Rhodes in there. You got the Series 1 Cody. They did new head sculpts. They bloodied up the packaging. They bloodied up themselves. And it looks amazing, dude. I, I just, I, that's <laughs> what I can say, man. It's a perfect size two pack, too. I can, you know, I can picture this in hand. I think it's going to be like a perfect, nice size. Nothing overdone. I like the art on it a little bit. I like the blood. I like the blood and guts reminiscing the match, which is cool, especially in the future. I think people are going to look back at that match. And I like the new Cody head sculpt. I like the Dustin. Dustin looks great with that red and black, man. I always think he looks great in that red and black attire. But just going back to symbolizing that match, you know, the two brothers, I think it's going to be an iconic match in AEW history, this match with both of them, especially in the beginning. You know, you throw it back. Ringside exclusive on there, like I said before. It's a must-have, Will. Definitely for a wrestling figure collector, must have. Yes, you have to get the two-pack, must have. It's on back order right now, mid-December. I'm probably going to get another one. It's a must have. Like you said, looking back probably 10 years out, I don't even think it's you know one of the most memorable matches of AEW history. I think it's going to be one of the most memorable matches of professional wrestling history. It's probably going to be in my top 10 of all time. That match was incredible. Maybe top 15. Yeah, this is what you have to do, Jazz. Where's Jeremy, Gregory, Magic. If you're listening to the podcast and we do have a lot of interaction with them, which is great. I want to thank them for being supportive of what we do. Even the crazy stuff. Look, this is what we want. I don't fucking want a mom van. I want this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this it checks all the boxes. This is perfect. Give me more of this. Moving on. Before we get into this week's edition of the Gorilla Position, we wanted to talk about one more thing. I'm still amped up, Joe, man. I'm sorry. I'm I am like fucking boiling right now. But we're going to talk WWE Motu, Masters of the WWE Universe. Where the fuck are these figures? And like Walmart, oh my God, it's just a disaster, bro. Obviously, I haven't seen any of these in any of the Walmarts. I mean, they're kind of popping up on Instagram. You'll see them here or there. You know, random states are getting them. Considering, you know, series one, two, three, I feel like they the distribution on those sets were, were pretty quick, you know, one right after the other. So maybe we got used to that. And this set is just, I, I'm not really sure where the hell it is. It's a great four piece. Uh, even the Seth Rollins, I like, which if I had to leave one out, I'd probably leave him out. I want to continue forward collecting these. I think they're cool. I already have the first three sets. So this fourth set, I was looking forward to adding to the collection. I'm just waiting and wondering where the hell it is. Yeah. And you also have the ring. The Austin and the Hogan ring, which is just, it's in purgatory right now. And Joe, I want to be enthusiastic about the line, but it's kind of a situation where I've been brick seeking. I've been waking up every morning before I go to sleep, checking to see if the inventory counts go up. Nothing goes up. I'm looking on eBay. I'm looking to see where these people are finding these figures. Texas, again, 
you know, I, that's basically it. Canada, Puerto Rico. What the fuck? I want to be enthusiastic about it. And I still am a little bit, but you know, it's kind of dialed back. I think I'm just going to get them on eBay, man. I'll spend the freaking 30 to $35 for these things. You know, I don't think it's that uncalled for to do it. If I can find them on punched on eBay, get them in pretty decent condition. I'm probably just going to do that at this point. I just don't even want to deal with these dropping during a busy holiday season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't sure. want to be at the stores. I don't want to be asking people because you know what's going to happen. You're going to go into a Walmart during peak holiday season. Even if the inventory count jumps, shit's going to be just not anywhere and nobody's going to be able to find it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to literally, there are going to be pallets stacked everywhere and you'll be lucky to see these maybe in January. And on this pace, I don't even know if we get that ring before January. That ring is, who the hell knows on the ring? But yeah, I mean, this set, I'm not really sure what the hell is going on with it. But you might be better off ordering it, yeah, off eBay or something like that. I've seen some of the figures like Jake listed for 35 bucks. So, all right, you take the guys in Texas, you take $10 off for shipping because he's shipping priority mail, right? So now you're down to 25. You take your eBay fees off and your PayPal fees off, right? The guy isn't making anything off of this. He's making what, seven bucks a fig, maybe? 10 bucks, maybe at most, if he uses a cheaper shipping method. You know what I'm saying? I look at it and I'm like, well, at this point, I'm just going to freaking buy. They're four figures. I do like to have two sets. I like to have one unpunched. I like to have one punched. But at this point, again, I'm going to give it another week. Let the Black Friday sales go through. Let everything go through. Maybe some of the inventory goes down in these stores and then they get a spike up again. But I'm not waiting around, man. I'll just play the up cost on it, you know? Yeah, you might have to for this set, especially if you want to continue collecting this set. Yeah, because it's great. Jake, Fiend, Seth, and Mr. T. Yeah, great set. I just want it. And this is the problem. I think they need to get away from this being a Walmart exclusive. That's what I was also thinking about in the car today. I was like, why is this still a Walmart exclusive? Doesn't make any sense. Anymore. I'm not really sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I just order these from Ringside Collectibles? Why? You might be able to one day. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. After this debacle, Steve, if you're listening, make it happen, bro. I'm tired. I'll pay $25 a figure. I don't fucking care. It's four figures. It's 100 bucks. Give it to me. Unpunched. Min on card. In my hands. I don't have to go to that fucking stinky Walmart. Sign me up. Dude, every time I go to Walmart, I just, uh, I get fucking sick to my stomach. Yeah. 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 Anyway, moving on. We are going to get into it, baby. We have a fun, super fun throwback for the gorilla position this week. So let's get right into it. Let's get into this week's edition of the gorilla position. And welcome to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. We are going back to the 1990s. Absolutely love 94. 94 was the end of an era 
for wrestling figure collectors as it pertains to the Hasbro WWF, get the F in, license. But that didn't stop toy manufacturers from producing other wrestling figures that were very, very similar to the Hasbro WWF line. And one of those toy manufacturers were based in India, and they were called Fun School. Now, Joe, what's very, very interesting is that obviously when you end production of an action figure line, you have all these assets. You have a lot of tangible assets, including molds. And usually what happens to these molds are they're repurposed. And this is a perfect example of that. Somewhat like another company we know today that is doing the same thing. (laughs) Oh, oh God. And that company, we're not going to mention right now, but they're doing the same thing. Apparently they're not, they said. Yeah, well, right. (laughs) So let's get back on topic, though. Because 1994, Fun School debuts its wrestling figure line. And boy, was it a wrestling figure line. They pretty much produced a quarter of what Hasbro did for four years. So what do you think about the Fun School stuff? What do you think about its collectability? And do you have any in your collection, man? You know, looking back on it, I might have loose through the years. I'm not sure. I have a feeling... I had the Luger. I might have had that Yoko or the Bam Bam. It's hard to say. I might have through the years. I just don't know. Currently, Will, I don't. And if I was ever going to collect these, I would need them on card. Going back to eBay a little bit. These actually did sell and they can get a little pricey depending on which wrestler pops up on the card. You know, you'll see the Pipers, you'll see a couple of the other ones, maybe the Razor and... I think the other day, you know, the Yoko popped up or the Undertaker. Those are a little more higher value, maybe six, seven, eight hundred bucks, depending. But if I were to collect these, which I currently am not, I would want them on card because loose, they're just like, ah, they're besides the razor and the uh, couple of the other ones, uh, the colors are a little different. The chain's a little darker. The trunks are a little brighter for razor. But other than that, well, getting to my point, having them loose, I'm like, whatever. Having them on card, would be cool because I like the fun school logo. The card's a little different. Even just looking at the card right now, I think it has a little extra piece too that comes with it. It has the hero sticker inside. It's a little different. So having them on card would be better than having them loose. I think it's going to be very difficult to find a lot of these on card as you just discussed. I mean, you're talking about upwards of, I don't know, 20 plus figures of which some I've actually even never seen loose. I agree with you. Of the ones you mentioned, I have seen the Piper on card, the Razor, the Undertaker. You get the Yoko every so often. But some of these others, I've actually never seen on card. But what's really interesting is that they're very appealing on card. So they have the very, very similar style of the Hasbros. They pretty much use the same exact card. And then they tweaked it in certain areas. So like you said, it does come with a sticker almost similar to what Hasbro did with the trading cards for the Summer Slam promos and stuff like that. So you get that kind of sticker in the background. 
And then also you have a slight change in the logo. It's got the Fun School logo, which looks like a Play-Doh logo. It's really funny. I like that. Yeah, I really like that. It, it throws you back, you know, to a time, you know, fun. It's just fun. The back of the card is very different, though, I feel. The back of the card is different, Bill, but going back to the front, which I think what makes it interesting, too, is if you are a hardcore collector, the Undertaker on card, his sticker is a cool picture of the ultimate warrior cool sticker and back of him you know um demolition smash has i think it's the macho man and you know the bushwhackers are with razor the nasty boys are with luger so the stickers you get in back of the figure don't represent the figure you know it's just other superstars in the wwf line which is kind of cool but i think the undertaker with the warrior sticker maybe that's what drives the value up on that figure a little more could be could not you know maybe not but just throwing that out there. And the hardware, Will, like the million dollar titles, dark. It's like that dark copper. Razor's chains, that dark. Anytime they um, have an accessory, I feel like it's always a lot darker too. Like a, the accessory is always a little different. The shades are always a little off on these guys rather than the US versions. Yeah, they use definitely different paint apps. I mean, I have a razor here, loose. And if you compare it, I mean, even the chain has a bronze look to it rather than a gold look. So that was the main distinction. So they did. So they had slight, obviously, card variations. And then they did the stickers were, as you said, very random. But then when you get down to the nitty gritty, the actual action figures, very different paint apps, a lot cheaper paint. They use very, very different styles of paint application as well. So even if you do find some of these loose, they haven't held up over time because the paint was not good on these. So they, again, use the same molds, but to get these products out in an even cheaper fashion. So they used different, I guess, a different style of paint application or something in which was lower quality than what Hasbro did. It's a great line. I love it. I have the razor. I love the razor because it does have a bronze chain. I just think it's a fun figure to add to your collection. I'm a big razor Ramon mark, especially for WWF Hasbro figures. Some of these others, though, like the Ultimate Warrior and stuff, I would love to add to my collection. You just don't find them anymore. You know, you have the likes of the Ultimate Warrior, Hogan in the actual bear hug pose. So that's the Series 2 Hasbro. Lex Luger. You have Bam Bam Bigelow. Demolition Smash. There are a ton of these. What's so funny is they did Shawn Michaels of the Rockers, but I don't think they ever did Marty <laughs> Jannetty. It's just, it's just Shawn Michaels. It says Shawn Michaels Rockers underneath. No Marty Jannetty for some odd reason. And Demolition just Smash. But for some reason, they did both Legion of Doom and both Nasty Boys. Yes. And the Nasty Boys look really funny, actually, in this. Well, they, they they on the back of the card, they look funny. You have a ton of options here. I love it. I wish I could find more at a better price. I would not spend $800 for these mint on card. It might have went upwards in the thousands, Will, I think. Yeah, yeah, even thousands. I mean, because here's what I don't I dislike about this sort of thing. The cards are just beat up, you know, like you can't even find 
these in pristine condition just because of the nature of where they came from and who held on to them. I'm not saying it lowers the value or the collectability or anything, but for me personally, I like things that are really perfect and pristine. You know what I'm saying? So as a collector that is hashtag mint on card, MOC, hashtag MIB, hashtag MOC for life. It kind of irks me a little bit that they're a little bit bent and torn and all this stuff. And they're a lot of money, but I get it. I understand that they're very limited. But for that very reason, for me personally, I find it very difficult to drop like a grand or $1,500 on one of these. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me too. Because most of the time, like you said, the cards are chewed up. They're bent. They're bent to shit. They're beat up. You might get the figure in the mail with the bubble popped off. Exactly. And then what do you do? You know, right? you can obviously glue it back on and whatnot. But still, again, you want to pay for something that's on the card. You want to pay for something that's intact. The perfect example of this, and I always throw you know, a shout out to KWK Sean because this is his area of specialty. I bought my Oh, wait, hold on. I bought a 1 of 500 Joey Styles Ruthless Aggression ECW sample figure from him. And it's one of my prized figures in my collection because I don't own a Joey Styles figure. That is the only figure I have of Joey Styles in my collection. And I don't think that they ever made one that was good or better than that. And he comes with that awesome metal ECW World Championship title. So I was like, I have to have it. But unfortunately, it's the same situation with samples. Usually the boxes are beat to shit. This was a time where I didn't pay thousands of dollars for it. And I was like, look, I can let it go. But it would have to be something like that. If there was a warrior out there, maybe. You know what I'm saying, Joe? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. The warrior on card would be awesome because the warrior is different too. You know, the warrior loose with the fun school line is pretty cool. Yeah, because his trunks have different design on it, you know, completely different design and different colors and stuff. That's very distinct. You know me, I'm a warrior, Mark. Again, we always talk about it. What appeals to you? You don't want Jericho figures. You don't want Cody figures, one of 500, but you really want this Raven Legends of the Ring figure. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to want to get that before you get any of this other stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's like, for me with this line, I'd probably, like I got the razor. I got it from the Bushman. Got it from Mark Bushy, man. He had a bunch of them. Dude, he gave it away to me. Oh my God. (laughs) He basically gave it away. I did not pay anything for it. It was basically close to nothing. 50 bucks, 60 bucks, something like that. It was nothing. Damn. And I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. He had like 15 of them or something. And this was not long ago, Joe. This was like a year and a half, two years ago. Not even. But that's what I'm talking about, man. You know, like find people, find good people out there, man. They're, they're, they got stuff. They got good stuff. Love this fun, fun school line. Though. Yeah, it's a great line. Like I said before, I it's a fun line. If you're a Hasbro collector, a hardcore Hasbro collector, you might want to get these if you can, if they ever pop up, you know, you might want to try to grab a couple. If you can grab one on card, maybe not do every single one, because honestly, I don't think you could find every single one. Like you said, maybe if the warrior pops up, maybe your favorite superstar out of the lineup we mentioned, you know, maybe you'd want to do something like that. Like if I look at the roster, Will, of the figures fun school had i'd probably honestly maybe i'd get like the sean michaels honky tonk man bam bam would be cool 
like you said, Warrior, I'm in that boat. But honestly, I think out of all of them, I want the Mr. Perfect on card. I think that's the figure I would be after the most. There you go. He's. I mean, that's perfect. With Without a doubt, Mr. Perfect on card, fun school. That's one I would be after personally. I can't fault you for that because I would be right there uh, lined up behind you if you had two of them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's another piece that's just epic. I have pretty much, a, I would say, a great at 95 red card Mr. Perfect sitting in my collection. That figure is incredible. Oh, it's great. One of the best Hasbros. He was one of the Hasbros that did the move he did. I mean, you know, like they literally made the perfect plex positioned for him. It's amazing. It's just one of the greatest figures of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Well, that's it, Joe. I think that's our position on the WWF Fun School figures from 1994. They are pricey. They are tough to come by. You can find them loose. It's an extensive, extensive selection. Again, 20 plus figures that were re-released. And don't forget to check back next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. Oh my God. And welcome to the Oh My God Figure of the Week. Joe, I keep, keep saying this week after week. What? We're counting down. It's getting closer. It's getting closer and closer to December 13th. The ultimate wrestling figures of 2020. I'm amped up, baby. And we have another Oh My God Figure of the Week 2020 edition coming your way. And that live stream, that YouTube live stream is going to be fantastic. We're going to be doing giveaways December 13th. 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right in the heart of the afternoon. Grab a little lunch, grab a beer, sit down, go over to YouTube, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast YouTube channel, subscribe, hit the live stream button, man. We're going to be on there. We'll be doing giveaways. We're going to be reviewing some of these figures, some of our notables, some of our favorite ultimate figures of 2020. And this is going to be one of them, Joe. Are you talking about Jake the Snake Roberts? Legends? Series 8. You read my mind. Are you talking about, quote, Jake Roberts has a hard enough time being Jake Roberts? The truth is a brutal thing. I just hope that the kids take the time to learn about each of the wrestlers in the game. And if the kids can learn from our mistakes, that would make me a happy man. God, Joe, I love, love, love that entrance music, man. The the pop, right? Just like, the, it's just so good. Oh, my God. It's just like Jake. Isn't it just Jake? Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's great entrance. You know, just the low, you know, the low kind of quality of the sound, and then it just pops in certain areas, but not too much. And then all you could hear, you know, DDT, DDT, DDT. Ah, dude, it's fantastic. And this isn't his first 
Mattel WWE figure. It may be his last, bro. It may be his last, depending on his contract status. I think they're trying to push out as many Jakes as possible right now because I think the contract status is either ending or it's unknown and whether or not he's going to be assigned to another WWE Legends deal moving forward. But I'll tell you one thing. Mattel went back and they knocked it out of the park. They did. This Legends Jake is great. No other word to describe it. I'm holding it in my hand right now, and it's spot on from that era from Jake. You know, if you look at the, uh, what Will, what kind of throws me off is the size of the snake a little bit, but I guess it fits in the package pretty well. You know, you got the snake, you know, you got the bag that comes with it, but I love the head sculpt on Jake. I think it looks great. You know, you get that old, you know, 80s Jake, you know, the younger look with this standard, you know, regular version, you know, you get the maroon the dark red with the blue snakes up the sides with those classic snake boots. Uh, you know, the nice mullet, which I always enjoy in the back. If you're a Jake the Snake Roberts fan, this is a must own. This is from his WrestleMania 2 appearance. An interesting note about this figure, technically the colors are off, I guess. I know there were other people bitching about this. and Oh, really? I'm not a fan of WrestleMania 2, so... No, I mean, if anybody is a fan of it, I would be... Anyway, I'm not going to get too heated right now, but Mattel went back and for some reason they have this affinity for WrestleMania 2 and they're doing a lot from WrestleMania 2 right now. We got that two-pack with Piper and Mr. T. We get this figure. I think the color is pretty damn close, though, Will, looking up his match right now. I mean, maybe the figure's a little darker, but the colors, I think, pretty similar, man. I agree. Oh, oh, the snake. No, it's, yeah, the snake's on the pants, people were saying and stuff. I don't know. The snake on his pants in the WrestleMania 2 match are like a light, like a bright green. The ones in the package are blue. Look, I'm not complaining. I agree with you. I think this figure is outstanding. If you want to complain for the sake of complaining because they hit, you know, a color off by like a little more green, I don't know. What the hell makes green? Uh, yellow and blue. There, yeah, yeah. You, you, you gave me a little more blue, right? <laughs> a little less yellow in the score, yeah, right? Well, the, it's, it's really blue, actually, you know, in the figure. But I, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Uh, exactly, dude. Whoever thought we would get a freaking WrestleMania 2 Jake. And not only that, what makes this figure is that tight fucking stash he's got on there, right? That thing, that head sculpt is... Oh, my God, Joe, it is that tight 80s young Jake stash that they knocked it out of the park, baby. There's not much more else you can say about it. This figure, I'm going to say it, checks all the boxes. There it is. I said it. Checks all the boxes. It's that. Classic era of Jake, WrestleMania 2, fuck WrestleMania 2, but it's that classic era of Jake, you know, the mullet, the thin stash, you know, he had some of the best in-ring attires, you know, dating back to the 80s, the Jake the Snake gimmick with the snake, with the snake bag, if you have the uh, variant, the chase version, whatever the fuck you want to call it, with green, I do like that version as well, if you have both, that's even better, but to put Jake in the line, Legend Series 8, I think out of the four, this one was a tough figure to find as far as that goes. Even over the Warrior, I feel like. Like I mentioned, like I said, going back, here we go again. Past episodes, I found like 125 Warriors, but 
no Jakes. So I think he is the hot seller in this uh, Legend Series 8 set. Yeah. And I think he is the underrated figure in this set. I think that people are looking by him. I don't think people are giving the figure enough credit. I love the chase variant, whatever the fuck, like you said, you want to call it. I think it's incredible. I love the green tights. I mean, that's just classic Jake the Snake Roberts. And I have all his figures. I am not missing a single one of them from the Mattel WWE collection, elite collection, basic collection even. It's a must have because of the status of his WWE Legends contract and deal. You cannot pass this up. Even if you have all the other Jakes, it's from an era that we don't have. It's the new head sculpt and scan, the true effects imprinting. You get the whole package here. It's a no brainer. Get the figure. It's amazing. And as we like to say, always, Joe, those are all the reasons that this Mattel WWE Legends Series 8 Jake the Snake Roberts is an oh my god figure of the week. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance, the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! And welcome to this week's main event. Joe, we're less than a week away, baby. I love it. I love the turkey day. What do you love about Thanksgiving? What do you love the most? Uh, I guess the generic answer, man, eating the food, stuffing my face, falling asleep, waking up, eating again, stuffing my face, falling asleep, eating the next day, eating the day after that, the leftovers, and putting on about 20 pounds. Oh, Joe, I thought you were going to say you were going to go out doing a fig hunt. My mom sometimes, you know, she'll ask me if I, you know, she'll, she'll randomly get me clothes at Christmas time, so. This year, I said maybe like a size 40, 42. You know, I'm going to uh, get a little crazy and I'm going to eat nonstop. Hopefully, I'll be a fat piece of shit by Christmas. Oh, man. I wanted you to do a fucking midnight fig hunt at Walmart. You I might know. beat up some fucking hillbillies. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you, you, don't want to, you don't want me to do that. Well, no. So, you're going to drive in. We started this podcast episode. Joe is... Getting ready for Thanksgiving, he's going to fucking shave his head, he's shave it right down the middle, he's going to go in with the fucking road weary hawk, mohawk, right? He's going to fucking crash the car into the house, <laughs> get in there, start eating the food, midnight comes, he's got to take the car out of the house, right? Because it's still sitting there fucking smoking, it's going to get done smoking now, he's going to take the car out of the house after he's done, after he's done eating the second time, go out to the Walmart gonna go on a fig hunt he's gonna go back to the house crash the car into the tree (laughs) (laughs) 
It's going to be mayhem, baby. But yeah, that's what I'll probably be doing. But I, I, looking back for Survivor Series, I mean, it goes hand in hand with the holiday. Being a kid, Survivor Series, Thanksgiving, you know, they go hand in hand. They do. It's like, look, bef- NFL football, yes, you're going to have it on in the afternoon. You're going to eat some fucking foods, eat some turkey, eat some stuff, and eat some cranberry sauce, eat some goodness, everything. Did you say eat some ass? Eat- <laughs> I couldn't no, hear I you said, at the end. I said oh, goodness. I thought you said eat some, eat some, some ass. Goodness. I was like, okay. <laughs> Oh, we lost another 10 followers. <laughs> We're going to eat some goodness and eat some pie, a little pie, a little pumpkin pie, a little apple pie. What kind of a pie do you like to eat during Thanksgiving? I fucking hate pie. <laughs> I really do, man. I, I just, I try to eat pies. I just really don't like them, man. I just, I, I never did. Oh, I love that crust, man. I love that crust. If I had you to know? go with one, maybe like a blueberry pie. A little warm a little in the center. Put a, a little, little sausage moist. in the center of it. <laughs> Maybe a little poontang <laughs> pie. Yes, Joe. This is Survivor Series. It's like it's synonymous. I mean, geez, I wish they had it on Thanksgiving like they oh, used man. to. Oh, God. Thanksgiving tradition. So what I'll do is late night, I will turn the Survivor Series on. I may just for the podcast sacrifice some more and go out there. We're going to do an Instagram live fig hunt. Black Does it Friday. smell fresh subway when you walk in? Smell the onions? <laughs> oh, God. This fucking makes me want to puke. Plastic and fake bread. That's what you smell when you walk <laughs> in the Walmart. The smell of plastic from China and fake bread. When I walk into a couple, you got the people getting their nails done. You got to smell the onions. Somebody's underwears pull up their ass. You know, the, the usual. But getting back to this week's main event, we're taking it back, baby. We're going to do it. This is going to be our pre-Thanksgiving Survivor Series edition. We're not going traditional here. We're doing a one-on-one match. We're taking it back to 1991. Survivor Series 1991, Detroit, Michigan, in the Joe Louis Arena, where it's the gravest challenge. We're going to do a watch along. The Immortal Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. Rest in feces. Ew. God, you got to take a that's, shower. That's after not what that he one, used to know. say? No, I mean, same thing. Pieces or feces, it's all the same, right? <laughs> Especially when you're dying. I mean, you're probably going to be resting in your shit anyway. So. We're taking you back. And this match was interesting. (laughs) Long build for this match. Love it. Very small card. Not a big card, man. I mean, you got to see about six matches on here. This match is only 12 minutes and 45 seconds. I mean, a very, very short pay-per-view, man. It it kind of flew by, you know, to be honest. Where'd this take place? The Joe Louis Arena? Joe Louis Arena, baby. Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, so it was on Wednesday, November 27th. It's Thanksgiving Eve, actually. I, I would still love them to do I hope NXT does fucking Thanksgiving Eve Survivor Series or some shit. I don't know. But anyway, great, great match. We're going to queue it up here. We're going to queue it up with the entrances. Head over, listeners, to the WWE Network. you got to have the WWE Network. Like, I, I'm sorry. Even if you're not like a WWE guy, $9.99 a month. Just get the fucking network. We're doing the watch alongs. It's fun. 
you get all these incredible matches. Pay $9.99. So you go over to the WWE Network. We're going to queue it up. Hulk Hogan versus Undertaker, WWF Championship match. We're at one hour, 11 minutes, and 18 seconds. We're going through the entrances here. And Joe, I'm pumped up, baby. I want to watch this match. We'll do the countdown. You do the countdown this All right, week. we're at one eleven eighteen. I'll do the countdown when to hit play, so we're all on the same page here. For you guys listening to have dial-up internet, uh, I'm going to say a prayer for you real quick. Three, two, one. All right, let's hit play right now. I hit it at one. Oh, shit. You're killing me here. All right, here we, oh, here we go. We got a cross-eyed kid in the front. Uh, yeah. Here we go. He was surprised. Look at the Undertaker, man, walking down here. Walking Ooh. down the aisle. You got classic Paul Bear holding the urn. Dude, I love. You got a mom whispering in her son's ear. He's crying. He's crying. He can't take the Undertaker, man. Look at the Undertaker. He's looking fierce. Whew. Dude, I love that gray. I love the gray and black taker, man. I love the gray. Joe, this is a classic Undertaker right here. I mean, he is mysterious. He is just gray, black. He's got the casket out of there. Oh, my God, it has on it. Ooh. I love the gray, man. I can't, I can't say that enough. But they're showing a lot of kids in this uh, in this arena. I guess you know a lot of them are scared. Yeah, that's the kind of thing they wanted to go for. They're scared. Gorilla's on commentary here with the brain, dude. What a great team, Gorilla and, and Heenan on commentary. I mean, you can't ask for anything better. You can't ask for anything better. It's gold. Oh my god, gold. Do you hear the music? The place. The place is when going comes crashing down and you shit your pants. Oh, look at Hogan. 91. Damn, man. He's still over, man. He's still over. He looks great. Looks great. Up. Oh, there's the Hasbro talking figure. Oh, my God. Man. It's got that belt. Where the hell did that belt come from? Did it come with that belt? I don't know. It's like a custom that was belt. The LJN belt on that talking figure of the Hogan. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it was. The LGN right. doll on that Hogan. Somebody's switching it up there. Hulkamania lives forever. Here we go. Oh, there's the fake Hulk Hogan. Oh, my God. Hulk Hogan's throwing the casket on the ground. Yep, he's just demolishing the casket. You. <laughs> you. There's the big finger point. Undertaker doesn't give two fucks. No. Uh-uh. He's ripping the shirt. He's ripping the shirt. This is an interesting matchup, Will, because you have the Taker, you have Undertaker in there. Um, Back then, you know, indestructible, can't pin him, can't beat him. He doesn't feel pain. And now you're putting him up against the heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan, who always has a comeback. I know. It's pretty intriguing. You're also coming off the heels of the Iraq War, right? WrestleMania 7, Hogan Slaughter, right? So you're you're far removed from Holy that match. Shit, yeah. And then you got you got Undertaker, which debuted in 90, 
at Survivor Series. So we're actually one year into the Undertaker's dominance here. And you're right. It's just like the, as Gorilla would say all the time, the irresistible force meets the unmovable object, right? He's squaring them up here. Hogan's uh, circle and Taker. Taker's not taking his eyes off of uh, Hogan. They're pairing each other up here right now. Damn, damn, they're uh, Hogan's pretty damn big here. Oh, yeah. Even after the steroids, he Ooh, still was Undertaker huge. pushes him back, runs into the turnbuckle. Hogan's still uh, picking his shots here. He hasn't really thrown much here yet. But Hogan looks a little more beefy. He doesn't look muscular here. You know, you could see. Th- yeah, he looks heavy. He doesn't look muscular. It it looks like all the weight, you know, he's kind of he's gained a lot of weight here from like I'm assuming the steroids not not pumping up. Yeah, yeah, probably the roids. Um, I'm trying to check his ass to see if there's anything on it. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Undertaker. there we go. Wait, Hogan. Oh, Undertaker knocks Hogan down there. Hogan's out of the ring. You got to give Hogan the credit too, you know, knowing that, you know, you got a young Mark Calloway here. He's a phenom. He's a year into the WWF at the time. He's, I believe he's undefeated at the time. He hasn't been defeated. And now he's meeting uh, the immortal. He's meeting the immortal, not a champion, did not win the IC title or anything like that. Honestly, though, I feel like, the crowd likes the undertaker as well. You know how he kind of built himself up to be like a face almost at this point. Yeah. To a, I think to a I certain like a extent, like I don't think, here. you know, like, like you said, the crowd, they were panning to these kids and they weren't really scared of him or anything, you know, like, Oh, he's rolling his eyes back here. Choking uh, Hogan. Yeah. Making sounds like whistling. Looks sounds. Like he's ejaculating a little. Oh Jesus God, Joe! <laughs> this is a this is a Thanksgiving tradition. All right, we don't need to talk about that right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look at him. Eyes back in the head. <laughs> Paul Bears worshiping the urn. What, what was in that there? urn? We never. We never knew. We never, I think, got what was in the urn, Joe. Undertaker. What was in that urn? Undertaker. You piece of shit. Wait, I'm doing Terry Funk instead. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same thing, basically, right? <laughs> Remember when Paul Bear got the big urn and the light came out of it? They put the fucking flashlight oh, in yeah, there? that's right. Oh, Look my God. He's Paul Bear choking. choking. I love it. Oh my God! Rest yeah. in peace, Hulk Hogan. Look at that hair, man! A beautiful set of hair on Paul Bear. Oh, beautiful set of hair on Paul Bear. Beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, red locks on the Undertaker too. Yeah. You know, beautiful double chin too on on Bear. Yeah. Well, Paul wasn't in his peak physical uh, shape at this point of his career. I mean, it took him another five years to get him in that beautiful, beautiful, like, roly-poly, uh, <laughs> dumpty-dumpty look, you know? All right, H- Hogan's uh, hitting Taker with some stiff punches here. 
He's throwing him into the ropes. Oh, some stiff clotheslines too, yeah. Undertaker didn't go down with that clothesline. Let's see if he can pick him up. Oh. Oh, there's a very, very vicious, vicious scrape of the eyes. Wow. By Hulk Hogan. He's he's really playing dirty here. All right, let's see here. Oh, tries to knock Taker down again. He's stiff. Laying some stiff. shots in. Why does Hogan always have to slam someone? That's another thing. It was like, it's like, ah, right, you can't slam me. Oh, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's God. the if big thing. pick him up and slam him. Oh, man. I'm like, okay. Undertaker's uh, eating I mean, shots like the shots Think about it this way, Joe. The guy slammed Andre the fucking giant. He shouldn't have any problem slamming anyone afterwards. He was the first one to wait. No, he wasn't. If you go back to our past episodes, who was the first, Will, to slam Andre the Giant? The Ugandan Giant, baby! Going back a couple episodes, a little, couple, uh, little tribute to Kamala real fast. He was the first one to slam Andre. Man, so now they're battling outside oh, of the ring. God. Undertaker is just choking Hogan with the with the camera cable. It's amazing. I love it. The ref's it. not doing shit about it. Oh wait, Paul Bear's distracting him. He's not he's distracting him. Ooh, up oh, there's Earl Hebner there. He's doing a basic count. Meanwhile, he's choking him with a wire. Yep. Basic he's finally counting now. He got distracted by Paul Bearer. He's like, the urn. What is in the urn? What did we ever find out what the fuck was in the urn other than the light? I was going to say, I don't think it's, I don't think anything's in there. <laughs> what is he drawing power from? Like, then? who's he drawing power from? The urn he's drawing power from. Is it like his dead, dead family members or somebody from the grave? I don't know. Is it, uh, the? I don't even know, honestly. I don't I don't know either, Joe. I don't know either, Joe. I'm telling you. Do you have Mark Calloway's phone number? We got to give him a quick buzz. Yeah, we got. I mean, he's like, oh, shit. He's, he's in Time Magazine now. So, like, I you talk about the faces, the many faces of The Undertaker or whatever. Time Magazine. He's a family man or whatever. Come on now. This fucking guy's got millions of dollars, right? He's a billionaire, basically. And now his whole stick is he's a family man. I'm going to fucking puke. I know, man. I know. He's the family man. He's cooking dinner with his family. And I seen a video before oh, earlier today where he's testing out different hot sauces. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. He's going to have a fucking reality television show. You He's going to be like, I didn't rest in peace, but I have erectile dysfunction. He's going to have a reality television show, and all he's in it for is the money, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what the sad. Look. Okay. Dude, do you see the fake Hogan in the background yeah, here? I do. <laughs> okay. He's in every one of these 90s shows, right? And I have that Hogan shirt that he's wearing. Oh, my God, you do? Dude, do you want me to wear it? You might have to. I got it. 
I'm gonna fucking tear that thing off. Go crazy. Undertaker's doing pretty good here. Wearing Hogan down. He does. He he's got the claw on him, on his face. He's got the claw. Oh oh, Hogan's almost down. almost the uh, three count there. Almost a three count. He's shaking. He's convulsing. He's got the claw on the face. Do that. He's drawing power from that their fake, urn. Uh, Hulk Hogan in the front row is pissing me off now. Dude, I got that fucking shirt, bro. I'm going to fucking wear it. All right. He's got the claw on him. Stiff claw. It's authentic. Real deal. A, you might have to wear that. I know. Maybe I'll go on the Walmart fig hunt with the Hogan shirt. Yeah, I think you should. Not that I'm going to find any Hulk Hogan figures because they don't want to produce them. (laughs) For some reason. Well, the Undertaker still has Hogan in the claw position. Hebner is the referee here. He's checking out way too long. Holy shit. Holy shit. He's got no eyeballs. All right. They're doing the count on Hogan. Hogan's Hogan's raising up here. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Here's the fake Hogan. He's going crazy. He's pumping up the crowd, baby. Nope. The claw didn't work. All right. Hogan's coming back here. He's on his feet. Oh, my God. Oh, rake of the eyes. Ah, shut down. He's got the power of the urn. Oh, man. He the Undertaker just kicked his ass. Taker's looking undefeated, uh, undefeated here, man. Did you see the urn had a big fucking dent in it? I'm assuming they hit somebody over the head with that thing, man. That, that fucking urn had a big they dent fucking, in it. Maybe they, they hit dropped ho- it down the stairs when they were bringing their suitcases in. <laughs> dude, he's got a dude. He's got oh, a yeah, for the he, tombstone. Oh my god! There he goes. Boom. You wait a minute. Well, look at that big no cell there. Not even a cell. He's like, I'm going to knock your dead ass down. Oh, shit. He's trying to get him down here. Some stiff punches. A lot of stiff punches here, Joe. Oh, he's got him down to one knee. The crowd's going crazy. <laughs> Ricky Flair. Oh, there we go, baby. Ricky Flair. Here he comes, baby. Woo! Ricky Flair's here. Oh, baby. He's pulling uh, Paul Bear in the ring. He, he's fat ass. Can't even get through the ropes. Oh, this is what you love about this match, baby. Dude, I love Flair in that black and red, man. Black and red boots. 
Dude, we need Flair with the white, with the black and red boots. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Undertaker's back in. Big boot. Do we have a defining movement to figure of a Flair like that? Maybe? I don't think so. Up oh, interference by Paul Bearer. Oh, shit. Oh, Undertaker with a stiff throat hold. Oh, another tombstone? He's going for the tombstone oh on the chair! Oh, puts the chair in. Oh, tombstone on the chair! We got a new champion. Yeah! We got a new champion here. I love Bobby. Tombstone on the chair. Undertaker's uh new. He's like follow the urn. Damn, Undertaker's the champion. I wonder what they were thinking here, like especially like Vince to take the title in a mediocre match away from Hogan at Survivor Series. Have Taker as your main face of the company now. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, dude, the following Tuesday, they did Tuesday in Texas, and he lost it, bro. Yeah, Hogan wins it back at Tuesday in Texas, right? at the end of this pay-per-view, The Undertaker has... uh, Hulk Hogan already has a rematch with Taker at the end of this pay-per-view. Yeah, Tuesday in Texas. This was on Wednesday, Thanksgiving. They went to Texas. I think it was in San Antonio. They did Tuesday in Texas. Hogan beats... Taker at Tuesday in Texas, I believe. And then from Tuesday in Texas to the Royal Rumble, the fr- I forgot what happens, but the title is vacated. Oh, shit. And then Flair wins the title at the Rumble. He was in there for fucking 60 minutes or oh, something. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the only time uh, the title, the winner of the Rumble gets the heavyweight title. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were supposed to do Hogan Flair at WrestleMania, and it never happened because Hogan bitched out of his, you know, he was all arguing and all this shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so they did Ho- They did Flair Macho. WrestleMania 8, Flair Macho, Macho wins. Oh, yeah, that's right, yep. Or do I have my timeline messed up? Yeah, I think up? you're right. Dude, we're wrestling history professionals here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. This is why we do it. We do it right. We do it well. And if I'm wrong, shout me out. If you had to, uh, if you had a pair of two figures with this match, which two would you pick? I know we didn't even talk about the figures. Wow. I mean, and this is the reason why we absolutely love all the quote unquote debut figures that Mattel WWE produced prior to this decades of domination undertaker figure because they all had the gray gloves so i personally would choose one of those figures probably the wrestlemania i I don't want to say exclusive but it was that wrestlemania god knows 29 28 undertaker that came out was basically debut attire but with the gray gloves so i would say it's a survivor series attire i would choose that for the undertaker and hogan none we, dude, they need to get on Hogan, and I know we've we've talked about this, Joe. They just don't want to produce Hogan figures for some fucking reason. Yeah, besides the Hollywood, I think they should just make another fucking yellow and red Hogan for the hell of it. They gotta make a ton of them. Dude, they need to make Hollywood basics. Like, 
they are just not, they don't want to make Hulk Hogan figures, guys. That's simple. Dude, speaking of The Undertaker, I know we said the Time Magazine, we watched his match. He was talking about hot sauces. Now the fucking guy's on Cameo, and it's $1,000 per video. So The Undertaker has joined Cameo for a limited time, and he'll record personalized videos for fans for the price of $1,000 per video. Man, this guy's on a roll. Hey, man, it's America. Like I said, I love it. Make all the money you want. Do what you want. But... The... Dude. I can't support it, bro. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Like, like Austin, right? Austin, yeah, he does his beer company thing. All right, he's got a couple shows on TV. They're not very, you know, they're not like on any major network or anything. You know, he does the shows and stuff. Like, I don't watch any of them. He's got the podcast, which I think Undertaker should do a fucking podcast if he wanted to do something. I don't know, Joe. That's my take on it. I I don't know how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like... I feel like he's reaching for now his like great grand great grandchildren or yeah, something. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's at the point where it's like, man, just go away. Yeah, you know, right? That's your whole stick. Like, or if you were going to do stuff, do stuff. Like everybody is so hyped up about this 30 year shit. They're still posting shit on Instagram. I don't care. I, I me too. I do not care at all, man. I don't. I mean, I geez, like I, don't get me wrong. Like he's on the Mount Rushmore and you know, you look at this match even it's a good match. I mean, I, eh, eh, eh. you know, Survivor Series 1991. Eh, it's eh. a classic. I call it a classic match. The match was the match that great. no, was it like a classic match? Undertaker's first time winning the title. Yeah, it's fun seeing Hogan against uh, Taker at the time, but the match was was okay. But it's it definitely uh, nostalgia, you know. Nostalgia had its elements. I love it. I love that it's Survivor Series. It's the thirtieth anniversary of the Undertaker's first title win. You gotta throw it in here, no doubt. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But. Again, as we talk about The Undertaker in the modern day era, uh, I don't know, man. It's just becoming a little bit like you kind of still want to be a kid, right? You still want to believe, right? You still want to believe. You still want to, you want to like, mm, you know, hold on to those things. And I think him being in these magazines and him, him doing the cameos and him doing all this stuff, it's just like, is it really at his, like he has to prove it. Don't get me wrong, but is it really him behind it? I don't know. I don't think you it know? is. It might be, you no. know, his manager, his agent, his wife. Yeah, it's probably the wife. And not that we're like, look, I don't want to get probably like, is. Probably, probably the, is. Probably the wife. And I got nothing against Michelle. He's like, just let me rest in peace. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. That's my take on it. You know what I'm saying? Psychologically, I think like I get it. So anyway, you know, look, it's The Undertaker. We're not getting down on it. I don't like people, though, that are like, oh, yeah, he's the family man now. It's the PG. It's the PG-13 era. Yeah, the fucking PG. You know what? Like, what's he making? Like, is he making fresh cookies? <laughs> Are they dead cookies? 
Yeah, put them on fucking what? Are, what are these shows like? Uh, uh, nailed it or so? You know, he's gonna be on all this Nail- shit. Now. What the fuck show is that? <laughs> nailed it. Uh, it's fun, actually. It's a. It's a. Somebody throws nails. Somebody nails ne- stuff to the wall. There. <laughs> yeah, oh. no, no, no. It's a Netflix baking show, and they basically put inexperienced bakers on there, oh. and then you have to like recreate. God, like, and uh, then you yeah, get the giggles. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so it's a it's a great main event. We are going to do one more of these post Thanksgiving. We're excited about it. We'll do we'll we'll take a take a look back one last Survivor Series match as we head into the new year. And I think Joe, that's the one, two, three. This week's main event so don't forget to check back next week because you all know i know the hurt business knows i know static knows that the squared circle action figure podcast is the gold stand in wrestling figure collecting